Edwards pulls off and buries a three to get the Devils the lane for the first time. History in the making. It's over. Number one goes down in Tempe. Lumber in trouble, steps away, cuts free, breaks loose, five, touchdown, Sun Devils. Woo! The snake does it again. This team won't die. You can cut a snake's head off, but he continues to live. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sparky Talks, your ASU podcast made by Devil fans for Devil fans. My name is Avery Vitell, and joined by, of course, me, Caleb Rayley. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right in here. First topic of business is gonna be the ASU football game against USC coming up this Saturday at 1:30 on ABC. For all of you fellows not going to the game, you can watch it on national television for once. Kind of nice. Um, but yeah, Caleb, let's get right into it here. I don't know what to make of this game. I think it's, uh, and I've said this literally every week, so I sound like a broken record, but this is a, a big turning point for the Devils. It, and I think it's your season is kind of defined by this game right here. And this is, I guarantee this is the last week I say this. But you can either, if you win this game, I think it, it's your season can be seen as a success. But if you lose this season, I lose this game. I think it's hard to make the case for the Devils that they took a step forward this year. Yeah, I think that's true. And this this would say a lot if they were able to pull this game off. It's a home game. So that right there is making a statement that you can win games at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's against a team that's been really good for about half the season. And in about half of their games, they've been great. Yeah. And they've looked like a top 25, even top 15 team in some games. And then other games, they kind of just look like middle of the pack, Pac-12. So it would be a big win regardless. Either you're beating a conference opponent who's looking like a decent team, or you're being a conference opponent that has looked like a great team for half the season. So no matter what, it would be a really big win. I also think it has the most potential to go wrong out of all their games so far this season. Yeah. I, I I agree. Um, I think I think coming off a bye, I was worried the last time we came off a bye of them, you know, coming out against Washington State a little bit slow and stuff. I don't see that happening here. I think this bye came at a perfect time, especially after a terrible loss against UCLA. I think it, we, um, I think we're getting a little bit healthier. We're getting a couple guys back on defense. Um, I don't see them coming out slow. Um, I also see their defense, me being trying to be positive, I think they make a, a couple different um, adjustments before the game here and come out in, in a little bit different fashion. Um, I hope that the, the offense finally kind of figures it out. I mean, USC's defense, they're, they're kind of middle of the pack. They're not leading any categories, but they're also not terrible. Um, and so you can take that however you want, but I think it's it's a chance for them to finally get something going early on and not fall behind and try to come back. And um, yeah, I I think it's it, it's a it's a difficult one to kind of preview. Yeah, it, it, and there's no other game that I've looked at in this season thus far. Um, 
even the Utah one and Michigan State ones, we predicted losses with those, but we figured it would come by about 10 points or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one where if they win, I think it'll be by a slim margin. If they lose, it might be by double-digit scores. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean like two or three touchdowns because that's what USC has done in, yeah. their, in their good games. They've won pretty soundly. I mean, that's their offense. We were just talking about it before we started recording. Their offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, it, he comes from Mike Leach's um, offense that air raid um, he brought it to North Texas with him when um, he was offensive coordinator there uh, last year and now he, he's at USC and yeah it, it's it's difficult you know I think they've done a, a good job you know they have JT Daniels or quarterback who fit this system really well and then he goes down in the first game um, which was difficult for them but they've picked right up with 18 year old not recruited by any Arizona schools even though he's an Arizona local um, quarterback it's yeah I think um they have all these weapons on the outside which we've said in the past is not ASU's difficulty um is their secondary it's something we've kind of been able to rely on and that their defensive line is what it, it is our kind of downfall and so I kind of am positive about this hopefully keeping the, a good defense here but can honestly see like yeah if that secondary falls apart they're gonna have guys running all wild um because they're capable of and they've shown it this season yeah and one thing that i i, I want to watch for in the game is how uh slovis plays on the road for usc because he is a freshman quarterback and he has been significantly better in his home games mm-hmm. for the most part than he has on the road so that might be one advantage arizona state has is that they do have the home field advantage yeah. against uh, USC. And it should be pretty packed because there's less than a thousand tickets available for the game right yeah. now. So How about that? we haven't been able to really say this before on the podcast, but yeah, we're actually might be able to fill this stadium for once. And um, we'll see how many of those are actual devil fans and how many of these are SE fans that are coming over. But yeah. um, that's another story for another time. But yeah, uh, so it should be a somewhat toxic environment in there for that quarterback it should be pretty loud yeah so hopefully the crowd can bring it um and i hopefully our defense can bring it and i guess the big question mark for me more than anything i i have concerns about the defense in some ways but the biggest concern for me is just how the offense responds to their last couple yeah outings which hasn't been good uh, it's been it had a terrible week against utah then had a terrible week against ucla and then their bye week they didn't score a single uh point <laughs> terrible what the hell i mean but yeah i mean uh i i just i want to see them take a step forward because yeah. they i was expecting that after a game against utah i said okay easier defense uh, against ucla they should uh, look a lot better and they didn't look any better no. Than they did against Utah. And no. so I'm hoping uh, to see some improvement from the last couple outings we've seen from them. Yeah. And, and for all of you listening at home, I know we only lost by 10 against UCLA, but we said it last week. Those points we scored in the second half do not count because it was garbage time. The game had already been decided. We had already lost. Um, there was no way. There was literally not enough time for us to come back. So it didn't matter what UCLA came up with on defense. They knew that they had games. So... That doesn't count. So what counts is in that first half, and they definitely didn't show anything against the first half. And, yeah, 
I was thinking before um, sitting down here and doing this podcast, I was thinking, what's the key to this game? And I think USC is going to score points. Our defense has shown, and I don't think it's it's going to change here. It's yeah. Do you think I think we could be a little bit better? But our three three five scheme defense is going to allow points to be scored, and so it's it's just like you said. It's how can we bounce back, and it, and not to make mistakes where Eno's fumbling the ball, or we you know just a lackluster um, kind of play calling kind of stuff. It's how do you how do you respond to that well-oiled offense that USC has because that's going to be the game it's at some point your defense is going to make adjustments and going to get some stops but once they get stops is it are you going to be down three touchdowns or is it going to be a one score game I think that's the key right there yeah I our offense needs to keep pace with theirs because I think in the end if it's a you know two minutes left in the game and either team needs a score. I have more faith in our defense than I have in theirs. Yeah, I'd like us to be in a position where we can win the game. And I think if the offense can keep pace with theirs, that our defense can make the stops when they need to late in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Nervous about this one, but at the same time, I'm really curious to see how uh, how how we oh, look yeah. coming out of the bye. Yeah, I am too. Um, all right, who do you got? Who do you got in this game? Oh gosh, you know I I'm very, I, I can't I can't decide. Um, I I want to pick USC in some ways, but um, I, I I won't do that. Um, I'll say Arizona State. Um, they find their groove coming out of the bye week. And me saying this uh, the, uh, with this prediction, you'll know it's not going to happen. Uh, however, I'm going to say it. So I'll just say they win this game. Uh, 27 to 23. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't know exactly how it will work out. I'm just saying they, they win it, uh, and it's close, and they both score points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all week, I've been, I've been thinking USU is going to win this game. And as we get closer to this game, I'm, I'm starting to believe more and more in the Devils. I don't know if it's just ignorance or what just just being a fan if if bias bias is definitely playing into this but whatever i don't care i'm gonna pick the devils too and i'm gonna go a little bit lower score here i think it's gonna be i for some reason i think this is gonna be a more of a defensive struggle where the offenses really can't figure it out but i'm gonna go 21 20 devils and i think that i think they're down 2014 with a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter, we get that ball back somehow, and we drive down, we score that touchdown. I think that's how we win. Is it going to happen like that? Is it going to happen your way? Absolutely not. No. Uh, we haven't no. been right all year long. <laughs> but there you go. That's that's what we think. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm as, as I've said numerous times so far, it's, I'm inter- interested to see what happens here. We've already lost one L.A. school. You can't lose to both. You just can't. Yeah, especially when the one you lost to is UCLA. It's, it's the, yeah, that one. Like you lost to the worst team, so now you got to play better. Okay, let's uh, let's move on, Caleb. Let's go over uh, our Pac-12 rankings. So, guys, if you're listening to this first time in a couple weeks, we have a, a new way of kind of ranking the Pac-12 teams here in football. So, each week we started, I think, two or three weeks ago, and we ranked the, all of our teams. Um, and then the next week, we can't just unrank them in in certain fashion so you can move a team up or down um however you want but you only get to do that with two teams and then the other person gets to do that as well so 
you can't shift the teams all over the place. It's more of a, a slow crawl as, as the week goes on. So right now our rankings from top to bottom, no, from bottom to top go Oregon State, Colorado, Stanford, UCLA, Cal, Arizona, excuse me, U Arizona, Washington State, Arizona State, USC, Washington, Utah, and then Oregon. And Caleb, as always, I'll give you first crack. What do you want to change here? Oh, gosh. So I know you're going to move this uh, around more. So for now, I'm just going to swap uh, you, you, Arizona, and Oregon State. Because okay. Oregon State is uh, 500. They're that four is. And four. Yes. They're 4-4 four four right now. And they just, uh, well, they beat you, Arizona, by a pretty good margin. And uh, Arizona also lost the week before to Stanford uh, yeah. by a good 10 points. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm. U of A belongs closer to the bottom than we had them. We had them at seven. Um, I'm just swapping them with Oregon State for now, so they're at twelve. But I uh, okay. Change. Okay. Change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna take. Um, what do I want to do here? I'm gonna take UCLA. Because I kind of like what UCLA has been doing. I'm gonna move them up to seven, and I'm just gonna shift those other two down. Okay. So I got UCLA at seven, Oregon State now at eight, and Cal at nine. And then Stanford 10, Colorado 11, Arizona 12. Okay. Your pick. What do you want? I don't think we're really going to change anything. We never change anything in the top six. Okay. Those, those um, are pretty concrete. I'll swap Arizona and Stanford. Well, no, I won't do that. I'll swap Arizona and Colorado. Okay. All right. That's. I was going to... Yeah. I was going to be mad if you did that. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with this. Colorado, they suck. I don't know, like we haven't really taught we haven't really slammed on Colorado since they beat us, but I'm gonna come out straight and say it. They're awful. They're, they've had like two good weeks since beating us. Like two good yeah, weeks. Like, and otherwise that, they've been terrible. Yeah, like and their their one calling card is they beat Nebraska. And guess what? Nebraska sucks too. <laughs> That's not a good win. They're three and five Colorado three and five now, and I saw this crazy, crazy stat. I don't remember how many losses it was, but Colorado is like, oh, and I want to go with like nine or ten. Okay, I since beating ASU both seasons. Okay, so last season when they beat us, they went like oh and five the rest of the year. No, excuse me. Oh, they were, I think, five, they were like five and one at that point. They lost six straight. They, they finished five and seven. They fired their coach. So they, they lost six straight after beating us. Pretty crazy. This year, they're winless still after beating us. I know they've had a couple good weeks against like USC and stuff, but they still lost. Yeah. And so they, they still... Not, actually, their other good week was good. against uh, Arizona, which now I'm looking at it saying, well, maybe that wasn't so impressive that wasn't after that all. impressive. Yeah. So just an unbelievably crazy stat where each time they've beaten us the past two seasons they've been winless since so it is funny that we've been, maybe we just put something in like the food or something we give them or i don't know we've been dumping on ucla and oregon state all year they've and been 11 like, and 12 just back and forth and now we got them at uh, uh, no. seven and eight <laughs> they've been like the most consistent out of this bottom six patch yeah, it's uh, surprising. I think Cal would be higher if they didn't lose their quarterback, but I yeah. mean that's it's just part of the game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do one thing. My last pick here. I am gonna switch Cal and Stanford. I and think Cal has the more complete team, but guess what? Their quarterback is out for the season, and they've lost 
another crazy stat. They've they've lost ever since they were number fifteen and four and zero. They've lost four straight. They're four and four now. They, I don't think they're gonna make a bowl game. I honestly don't. I, yeah. Their their quarterback the monster got benched for a true freshman. I excuse me, I don't know his name, but yeah, it's they can't do anything on offense. Their defense is okay at best. Defense, yeah. it's not gonna win games for them. You gotta score points, and they can't score points right now. Um, so I'm gonna move them up. All right, so there we go. I think I kind of like this better now. Um, yeah, yeah, I I love the I, idea I, of uh, Arizona being eleven. Uh, I do too. Excuse, dude. It's it's you, Arizona. You, Arizona. You, you know how to get with this. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they they made fun of that on SNL. I know. On Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The joke was like, um, it, the, you know, Colin Jost was saying, "You, Arizona, sounds like the punchline to a an Arizona joke." So it's if you he said, <laughs> "What was it? it was something with a, a golf cart?" If you get a DUI while driving a golf cart. You, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Classic stuff, man. But, okay. So, there we go. Again, our top six. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon unless ASU beats USC this weekend or uh, if, like, and Washington loses to Oregon State. So yeah. I don't know. But, all right. So, Colorado at 12. You, Arizona at 11. I can't get enough of that. Uh, Cal at number 10. Stanford at number 9. Oregon State at 8. And UCLA at 7. Pretty nuts. Um, okay. Well, let's move on again here. Third segment here out of four for today, Pac-12 Pick'em. So, little note after last week's episode for everyone listening at home, I actually made a mistake with the math. Math is hard sometimes. Um, And so the score wasn't, I was not up by, um, I think I said I was up by a point. That's not true. Um, It turns out that Caleb... We made a mistake with uh, his wild card game. His he actually chose correctly, so instead of negative four points, he got four points. So Caleb actually has five points now, and I have only one. So he now has a four point lead on me. And after this past weekend, um, for everybody here, what was the games? I'm having trouble. Okay, so Caleb picked. Um, his underdog was Colorado, um, who lost, so he gets negative one points there. His little favorite was U of A, who lost, um, so he gets zero points for that. And then his wild card was Michigan, and they covered the spread against Maryland, so he got four points there, so he is up to eight points. I picked Oregon State as my underdog. They won, ding, so three points for me. Oregon covered in uh, their game against USC, so I only get one point as their little favorite. And then my big favorite was Utah, and they, they crushed... Um, Oh, they didn't crush Washington, but they, they covered the three and a half points there. Um, so I get three points there as well. So I'm up to eight as well. So it's eight to eight. Tie game. All right. As always, you get the first pick here. Underdog, who are you taking? So my underdog pick, I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm going to play it a little safe, I guess. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to play it safe. So, oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> My underdog pick is going to be USC. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I know that I picked Arizona State to win in my prediction, but at the same time... Uh, hey, you, as Herm Edwards say, you play to win the game, and the game right now is Pac-12 Pick'em. So, so either either my prediction that I made is going to be wrong or uh, my my Pick'em right here is going to be <laughs> wrong. But at least I, you I get, get one, one of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. So, uh, All right, so you're picking USC to because uh, it's um, ASU is favored by one and a half points. Yeah. So okay. Um, it's yeah. Okay. So pretty much they got a pretty. But much hey, win, if it but goes your if it goes twenty one twenty, you still get it. Yeah. You get it. You get the point, and you get the the call for for picking ASU. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I I don't like any of these games for an underdog, so I'm gonna uh, chip in my uh, wild card right here. I'm gonna pick Notre Dame versus Duke. Okay. Notre Dame is favored by eight points. I think they're going to cover that. So I'm picking Notre Dame to win by more than eight. Okay. Um, Duke is four and four. I'm sorry, but it is November, which means it's college basketball season. So Duke doesn't play football anymore. They play basketball. All right. So Notre Dame, they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna crush Duke on Saturday by more than eight. So that's my Paul, my okay. pick. So then I'm going straight into my little favorite here, and I'm taking Stanford off the board here. Um. I don't know. Stanford, Colorado. Colorado sucks, but Stanford's not far behind them. Stan- it, it, the game's in Depends Co- on the, the week, too. It uh. does depend on the week. In Co- and it is in Colorado, and, St- and Stanford's favored by only three points. I think this is more of a... The teams... They're not going to score a lot of points, so it's going to look closer than it really is. Um... I think Stanford's going to win the game, so I'm going to get at least one point. Now, having said this, Colorado's f- I'm picking against Colorado, which means Colorado's going to win this game. But, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Stanford um, to at least win the game, but maybe it's a close one and I get some extra points there, too. Okay, All who right. do you got? So I'm going to use my uh, uh, wild card on this one, actually. Uh, I'm going to pick Baylor to win. Uh, they're okay. only favored by 2.5 against TCU. but That I makes mean, no sense. Yeah, no, no I, I, I think they... TCU's on their, like, 15th quarterback of the season, and Baylor's undefeated. Yeah. How is it only two and a half points? I have no idea. And why two and a half points? That doesn't make any Unless sense. Unless there's something I don't know. Like, I didn't look, maybe their quarterback's out or something. But even then, <laughs> You'll I still... See some, uh, yeah, like, son of a bitch. I'll still... I'll, uh, yeah, I'm taking Baylor. Okay. All right, fair enough. All right, and then you get the first first crack at big favorite here. Uh, big favorite Wazoo over Cal. It's a Gosh, seven, it. it's seven point five points, one. and I think Wazoo has been looking much better the last couple of weeks. I think they win this game by at least fourteen. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going Wazoo, and even if they Darn don't, it. I know they'll at least uh, win. So yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna have to pick a backup then. I'm gonna go Washington over Oregon State. I'm very bullish on Oregon State, but Washington's a better team. I know this game is in Cornwallis and Cor- Corvallis, not Cornwallis. That's a Confederate general, isn't that? Uh, probably. Yeah. So- sounds like it would be. <laughs> anyway, it's in Corvallis, so and it is in November. It's cold. I don't care. Washington's the better team here. They're going to win this game. How many points are going to win it by? Hopefully more than the the spread, which is ten. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, they've okay. had some tough games, Washington, the last few weeks. So they have. This yeah. Is, uh, I not... can't believe it that Washington is five and four. Their their schedule has not been easy though. Well, it's crazy. They 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 lost by what like two points to Oregon, three points to Oregon. They lost. And yeah. And then they lost by a close margin to Utah. I, I mean, props to Oregon Each, and Utah they... though. Um, They've won their games that should have been upset games. They have. Um, so I got to give props to both of those teams. Uh, they have clearly Oregon. distanced themselves in this in this uh, conference as the two best teams. Yeah. 
And it shows in the in the the college football playoff right now. Oregon seven and Utah's eight. Yeah, every time that we look at these teams and say this has potential for an upset, uh, Utah against Washington, Oregon against USC, they both took care yeah. of business. And same with Oregon against to. Washington a couple of weeks ago, kind of said the same thing, has potential for an upset, but Oregon took care of business. So, yep. yeah, got to give props to them for that. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, Caleb, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the kind of decision here. We can go straight into basketball, or we just got the college football playoff rankings for the first week. I kind of want to talk about it. I don't know. What do you want? Do you want to just let's go college football playoff okay. rankings? All right. So they just came out. I think just like two days ago, Ohio State's one, which I don't want to like, you know, pat myself on the back, but I've been saying forever that Ohio State's the best team in the country. But anywho, they, they anywho, are. They are obviously because the committee picked them so anyway ohio state one uh uh lsu two alabama three penn state four that one is interesting to say the least clemson five georgia six i don't agree with that oregon seven utah eight oklahoma nine that's the only teams that can really make the playoff yeah any after that it's florida and they have a one percent chance but anyway do you have any issues with the top four right now um, well, one thing that I think is interesting is I, I'm thinking about Clemson, and they were one that I said, well, they're going to make it just because they'll be undefeated right. and they'll win their conference and they're reigning national champions. But the fact they're number five right now, I don't know what they can do to actually get put into the playoff at this point because they don't yes. have any statement wins coming up or anything like that that would you know, move the needle for them. With yeah. Oregon and Utah – if either one of those teams beats the other team, then that right. should give them a good uh, that, that's their Yeah, that's your signature win right there. But one thing is I just look at LSU and Alabama, and I say, okay, LSU, they'll beat Alabama this week, but they'll say, oh, well, Alabama's quarterback was banged up. And so right. the, by the time the actual yeah. playoff comes around, there will be two SEC teams. See, I'm <sighs> – I don't know if it's just me hating having two SEC teams in it because I really do. But I think if you're a Pac-12 fan, you have to root for LSU this weekend. And the reason is, if Alabama if Alabama loses this game, yes, you still have Auburn on your schedule. But after that, you don't have any other signature game. That's it. LSU had, you know, so you're, you're saying you can make the argument that if Alabama loses this game, they don't have enough to make the playoff because if you lose to LSU, you don't get to the SEC title game because LSU and Alabama are both in the west side of the SEC. So then you're like, well, you can't make the argument of, oh, well, they made it to the title game and lost, you know? Yeah. I think that there is an, an avenue where if LSU beats Alabama that you can make the argument that Alabama shouldn't be in the playoff. Now, if Alabama wins, you can't keep LSU out. If LSU wins out, they have signature wins against Auburn and I believe Florida. They have enough. They've played a hard, a tough enough schedule. You you can't leave them out. So that's where you you get two SEC teams. Now, the other one is you have two two Big Ten teams. Can if because Ohio State's going to play Penn State in, I believe, a week. What do you do at that point? I don't know. To me, Ohio State wins. Ohio State's in. Penn State's out. Um, I mean, there's 
you know so like yeah like i'm what i would try to say is if you can make the argument that if lsu and alabama are both in just be even though they play each other is Penn State and Ohio State both in just even though they play each other? But they they weigh the SEC differently. I know. I mean, it's not just so freaking dumb because they play the easiest dang schedule. They only play eight freaking conference games. But they, you know, they, yeah, sure, they play really easy teams out of conference, but then they play each other in conference, and they're obviously really good because we rank all the ones in conference really high when they play each other. And so, uh, it's so maddening. (laughs) Ah, uh, so I don't know. It's now and props to Auburn. They 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 uh, played a tough out of conference game to start off their they season. They did, and uh, yeah. that was one reason that I thought that they would be. I thought there would be two SEC teams in the playoff, and I thought Auburn would be the mm-hmm. other one. It was mainly because of that week one game. I said, hey, they played a tough out of conference game. That's something that uh, Nick Saban wouldn't do in his wildest dreams, and uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It's uh I I I'm curious to see how it shakes out because I think they'll try and put two SEC teams in regardless of what happens in the LSU Bama game. I think it should only be one. Um, if you have only a four team playoff, I don't think it's fair that you put two in the same conference no. in unless everyone's like a two loss team other than like yes. one's undefeated and one's a one loss and their one loss was to the undefeated team. I I think if you have two one loss teams and you have one conference winner, and you have one non-conference winner, you have to, I'm sorry, but you have to pick the conference title winner. Yeah. It, if you can't, in my opinion, I don't care what kind of teams are in your conference, and this is including Clemson, but if you can't win your title, if you can't win your conference, you don't deserve to be in a four-team playoff. That's just me. If you can't get it done against your own conference, why are we picking you to be in a national playoff? Yeah. And you know what sucks is, um, let's say they do boot out one of those SEC teams. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever happens, whichever one loses, they don't make it. Um, you know who's going to get the nod before Oregon does or Utah, whoever wins the Pac-12, Who? Clemson. They'll well, Clemson. yeah, I think I think Clemson. I think Clemson's in. Cause yeah, I think I, because but, you have the two, but do they really deserve it over? I, I mean, the only thing is, it's not just from it's this just season, the fact that they're Clemson and, and they're, they're they won be the national championship yeah. last year, and yeah, but based on this year, no, they don't. They haven't yeah. shown anything. Oregon been, has been really impressive, and even been Utah's been more, impressive. Utah yeah. just had the one bad game against SC. Why I want to see? Do you know how cool an eighteen playoff would be, where you get like a Utah yeah. Clemson game? Oh my gosh. Um, no, so I think I think the way it's gonna to, to pan out. So you have this game. I think, and, and this is just me being. This is who I think the top four teams are, and not what I think the top the committee is gonna do. But I think Ohio State is number one. I think LSU is number two. They're gonna beat Alabama. They're gonna beat Georgia in the title game for the SEC. I think then you have Clemson at three, who wins the ACC. I think then you have Oregon at four. I think they're one loss. You. You have a, a, a tough non-conference game against Auburn, which they have shown in the past that the committee has um, liked teams that have gone in the non-conference. And you don't have to do this, but, you know, teams that choose to play other really good teams, it, you know, win or loss, you know, they, they give it to the, the team for playing that, you know, tough opponent. And then you have that Pac-12 title game is going to be a top 10 matchup if everything goes the way it's supposed to. Yep. Um, you have, you know, a 
maybe a number six Oregon going off against a number eight Utah. That's your top 10 matchup right there that you just won. And Auburn, guess what, is outside of the top 10. And so when Alabama plays them, you can't call it a top 10 matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's who I think are going to be the four teams. Is it going to go that way? Probably not. It's going to yeah. be... You, it's going to be USC. It's going to be Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, and like Clemson or something. Yeah, stupid. like probably. Yeah, and, and uh, something boring where like they're and then they're going to wonder why like why are the ratings for this like then, so down? Like yeah, well it's because nobody really wants to watch two SEC teams play each other. LSU beats Bama, they'll put LSU over Ohio State. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, and I guess we'll whatever. wait and see. That's right. Some unexpected stuff can happen. It is college football. So. It is. Anything is possible. The only predictable thing is just how they uh, evaluate the unpredictable. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right. Well, last thing that we're going to talk about, guys, because guess what? The date is November 7th, and tomorrow is November 8th, which means we have college basketball back in Tempe. Well, technically not in Tempe. It's in China, but we have ASU basketball playing tomorrow, which is awesome. Um, we started this podcast as a ASU Hoops podcast. Yep. Um, so it's, it's pretty exciting to be able to talk about them again. Right now, Caleb, we don't really have very much to talk about. But <laughs> No, no. There's a bunch of new players. And then uh, it's, it's the first game, uh, not even the first real game of the season. It's an exhibition. No, it's real. Well, okay. It's real, but it's... No, it still counts. Okay, so it it's, does count. It counts. So it's, it's confusing. But it's against Colorado, so it's not a conference, it's not a conference game. But they call yeah. it a, it's a non-conference game, so it goes into your record, and you can evaluate it based, you know, for the tournament in March. Okay. So it's it's you know it, it counts, but it's just not a conference game. Um, so there's weight to it, just not there's the same weight, weight just not as a, as, a, as like a Pac-12 game. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it should be a really good game. Colorado is going to be strong. They have every, I believe. Four or five starters back from last season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and ASU really, really, really don't know what to make of. They have a lot of new faces on that court. The nucleus, we talked about this in the summer, is really still there. You have Remy, you have Rob Edwards, Tayshawn Cherry, um, all the other guys. But the bench players are going to be a majority new guys. Yep. So I think I'm, you know, the, the, Pac-12 media picked ASU to finish sixth. I don't think they finished that far down in the Pac-12. I think they're going to be upwards of four, maybe even three. It just, for me, it depends on what do, because we filled the holes we needed to with the new recruits of who left. You know, Daquan Lake, Zylan Cheatham, and Lou Dort. We filled those positions. We just didn't fill them with very much experience. So it's like, what can these guys end up doing for us? I think that's going to, they're going to play the, the role of how good can this team be. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of wild cards. There essentially. are. Yeah. Um, and we, were we don't know how much certain guys are even going to play. play. Yeah, we were or... talking about this before we, we started recording is what's their rotation going to look like? Because I've been reading up on the different, you know, they had a, a, a secret ex exhibition against UC Irvine a, a week or two ago, and they've played a couple games against some Chinese affiliates um, this, this week. And everybody's playing like all the new recruits everybody from last year it's like a 10 or 11 man rotation right yeah. now and that's unheard of in college basketball so i'm i'm very interested to see 
where what this rotation looks like. Do you play with five, six, seven guys on the bench? I don't know. Yeah. Who do you redshirt? I mean, I it might know. just be a matter of there's not enough people watching for it to matter what you do as a coach. So yeah. I think he's kind of yeah, kind of just uh, and, and, throwing stuff out there, yeah. seeing uh, what what would stick. And uh, and I don't know the college rules. So like in in football, you can play up to four games and still redshirt. So that's why we've seen like a lot of freshmen playing this year because you can play them now and they can still redshirt, which is kind of yeah. nice. You can give them a little bit of experience. I don't know. Do you know yeah, what the rules are? I'm not rule sure what and, the rules are for that. Yeah, I don't know if you can play a couple games and still redshirt, or if you the minute you step foot on that floor, you're you know you can't redshirt that season. I don't know, but it should be exciting. There's a lot of really good guys on this team. I think a lot of guys that could do damage and stuff, and it's gonna look a lot more like the 2017 basketball team instead yep. of the 2018 team. And so I think with that, there there's. A lot more flexibility with guys you put on the floor at certain times and stuff like last year. It there was definitely times like God, we can't take Zylan off the floor right now. Like he has to be there. It's um, now I think there's a there's a lot more flexibility with what Bobby Bobby Hurley can do, and I think that's exciting. Yeah, I'm going to miss seeing Cheatham out there. But, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Uh, there. There's gonna be a new player that I'm sure we uh, we just love this year. Yeah. Um, so. It, it might be that some guy from last year takes a big step this year. Kamani Lawrence, maybe Tayshawn Cherry. Yeah, Tayshaun. maybe Rob finds uh, consistency from uh, in a, with a you know night in night out basis, and yeah. he's like a consistent 18, 20 points a game guy. Um, we don't know because uh, there there's a lot of uh, there's just a lot of inconsistency last year. The main consistency was from Cheatham. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was kind of a wild card. Remy, we knew he would bring it. We didn't know how well he would bring it. It would yeah. translate, yeah. Yeah. Into points and, and stuff. But our constant was basically Cheatham. Then we knew Dort would make some good defensive plays. Mm-hmm. He would find a way to score. We just It was just a question of how efficiently he would yeah. score, how well he'd shoot. Yeah. Now, like who, who's going to be that guy this year? Who's going to step up and yeah. be that, that rock? I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'll be uh, exciting to see. Yeah, I can't wait for this season. I've been looking forward to this since, really, since we lost to Buffalo. <laughs> I haven't even uh, considered that the season won't go according to plan or anything. I've only been thinking like, oh, this will be so fun to watch. So yeah. I'm hoping that I'm able to stay in that mood mm-hmm. after uh, tomorrow's game and just say, wow, I'm so excited for this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to have any doubts going in. Um I have those just in the very back of my mind, and I'd like them to stay there. So. Yeah, I'd like to get off the bubble this year. Um, yeah, either, yeah, either be awesome. just either just be so bad that you have no chance of making the tournament, or be like extremely good where you're like, yeah, we're in. And don't just it's been two years in a row now that it's just like every week it's just like, all right, where are we at? Like ranking wise, like, ah, we're back on the bubble. Like, oh, now we're inside the bubble. Like, oh, now we're outside the bubble. Like. Yeah, either be so, so good that it doesn't matter or so or bad, bad that we'll, we'll just tank for Tua. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter. It's like uh, yeah. below. Uh, it was like the Golden State Warriors after they lost. <laughs> like their fourth in a row. Everyone's like, yeah, they're just good. tanking they're for just Tua. Tanking for Tua. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, guys, I think, I think we'll kind of wrap it up there. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, please follow us on both Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Sparky underscore talks. Uh, that way you don't miss an episode because we always kind of post on there uh, when new stuff is going on. Um, and it's super exciting now because 
we get to talk about two sports, um, which, which is pretty sweet. Um, so please subscribe um, and keep, keep up. We, we really do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, two games. Maybe we get two wins. Might get two losses. Who knows? Um, but we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and safe travels to anyone going to the game, not the China one, but the... Yeah, uh... that'd be quite the... Yeah, we would wish you good luck for that, to to get back in the country okay. But yeah, um, everybody, yeah, hopefully you're heading to the game. Yeah, pack the house, uh, be loud, uh, have fun. Um, It should should be a really good good contest. Hopefully it's a great great game. It should hopefully be a great game. Yeah, we're black because it's a blackout for some reason at 1.30 in the afternoon. But anywho. That'll be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, hopefully uh, next time we talk, we'll be talking about two Arizona State wins. So until next time, guys, forks up. (laughs) 